Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Still Would Stand All Time from Graffiti Bridge, recorded on the 6th of October at Paisley Park uh, with some dubbing again in uh, in 1989 uh, and a little bit in 1990, released on the 20th of August 1990. On the track it is Prince with The Steels, uh, which is Javette, Fred, JD and Jerilyn. They also appear in the film singing um, along with the with, with Prince on this particular track. Um, you know, Prince does everything else. Um, the the kind of the overdubs were done by the Steels in uh, in early 1990. Um, so kind of the, the track itself remained the same from like October 88 until it was actually, um, you know, put into the film. It was originally going to be on the album Rave Unto the Joy Fantastic um, until Prince kind of dropped that project. Uh, obviously, a later album would share the same name, but it didn't have the same kind of track listing. Um, so the track itself is five minutes 23 um, and joining me to talk about it today is Martin Sand. Hello Martin. Hi. And I think the genre is pretty clear and I say that mostly because at the very end of the song in the film Morris Day is heard to say the words in ADR he won and with a ballad. <laughs> uh, now the thing is if you think back to the, the confrontation between Morris Day and Prince in Purple Rain he also won with a ballad there, so I don't know why this was a surprise to Morris Day. Uh, within the plot of the film, there is this thing where Prince and Morris Day decide that the ownership of all, you know, the the, the of all of Glam Slam, uh, which Prince has half of and Morris Day has half of, um, will go to whoever wins this particular um, song battle. Um, and uh, the 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 Times sing uh, "Shake," uh, which is a pretty good song. Um, you know, uh, quite kind of like upbeat and uh, and it's kind of got this weird kind of little keyboard hook. Um, and, you know, as soon as they finish singing that song in the film, Prince then sings Tick, Tick, Bang, uh, which is notable because uh, Prince has got like this this kind of this half top that he kind of rips off, you know, that that and he's kind of like doing these weird push ups throughout the song. And there's this weird bit of interplay between him and Jerome with a, like a lollipop. So Tick, Tick, Bang does not win Prince you know ownership of the glam slam now mm. for some reason um you know the time don't perform like a second track it's not like a best two out of three uh, but you know the kid gets to, a chance to perform you know his his kind of second track uh, and this is it uh, and it is a ballad and you know he, he wins with this ballad uh, which if you were just someone who owned the soundtrack i don't think you would kind of understand the prominence of this song like within the film I think it just sounds like just another album track, basically, to me. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the film, and um, that kind of surprises me. Like, um, the song itself seems a little bit dirgy for a crowd pleaser. And it's notable as well that, that the kid performs this in a basic... He starts performing it in a basically empty um, glam slam, and then he's joined by some kind of, like, ballet dancers who do, like, a little routine, and eventually they lift him up in a in a Jesus Christ pose, and then they kind of, like, put him back down while the steels are off, one to, off to one side singing. And gradually everybody kind of goes in during the song to glam slam, and then eventually Morris Day, like, shakes the kid's hand. Now, all of this is kind of started uh, an hour and 14 minutes and 40 seconds in when Aura gets run over. 
Aura played, of course, by Ingrid Chavez. And about a minute later, an ambulance turns up and takes her away. So on the seven corners, you can get an ambulance in about a minute, uh, which, you know, is, is quite it's quite funny to watch because it's just so so quick that, she, that it's suddenly there. Um, and then, you know, uh, Morris Day says to Prince, how do you want to die? Which seems like a very brutal thing to say after Prince's girlfriend essentially has just been killed about 30 seconds earlier. Um, and we see the kid sitting on Graffiti Bridge loading bullets into his dad's gun. Uh, and at the beginning of the film, we find out that, you know, Prince's father from Purple Rain uh, mm. killed himself with a gun. Um, you know, and, and so uh, then we see, you know, uh, Jill Jones and, you know, there's some, there's some kind of like uh, blue paint that Prince, the, the time had graffitied all over the, the glam slam and they put, what time is it? And Prince throws some blue paint up over the words, what time is it? Um, and then there's this kind of ballet inside the glam slam. And then eventually all the members of the time abandon Morris Day. And then Robin Power abandons Morris Day. And they all kind of just go into glam slam and join Prince and the MPG and, and the Steels. And it's such a weird ending to the film. <laughs> like, it's so weird that this is how Prince was like... Like, I mean, Tick Tick Bang is not a, a you know, a fantastic song. I love it myself, personally. It's one of my favourites, simply for the ridiculous performance that Prince gives to it. Um, but, you know, it's just weird that this is how Prince was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win the film and I'm going to do it with this really slow kind of like ballad. And as he sings the, some of the lyrics, you know, it starts with the um, it's just around the corner. Um, you know, it's not that it's not that far, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. That's actually on like this sign that just keeps saying it's just around the corner. And Ingrid Chavez kind of whispers the words. It's just around the corner. And it's something that she said throughout the film as well. Um, and it's just it's so kind of it's just such a weird it's such a weird way for the the kind of film to kind of climax um, and there is a little bit more of the film after this um you know with the new power generation part two uh, and then the end credits have a little bit of um, graffiti bridge at the end of them uh, but it's weird because you would think that graffiti bridge would be the climax of the film because that's the title of the film yeah but it isn't yeah so i don't know it's just i i, I don't know how you feel about the song but it is just kind of such an odd kind of idea that this is the song that wins prince control of glam slam that's very very weird i mean to begin with i don't quite understand the central conflict of the film like they own a club together um morris day i gather thinks that prince's music is um lame or he he thinks he thinks the um spiritual direction that prince uh is taking his music in um is not drawing the crowds in um contrary to the evidence of his own eyes because um it's always <laughs> packed when prince is there um <clears throat> prince that's, i mean that's not completely true in the film there is there is one song that prince performs which i think is um elephants and flowers and the club is basically empty there's oh. more people on stage performing than there are in the crowd okay and that's kind of part of the evidence that, that but yeah no when it opens up when the film opens up and you have the like the opening song which is new power generation the club is packed for that glam slam's packed so yeah it's weird that morris day then enters at the end of that song and says you know you're not generating enough money because it's because it's not it's patently not true like it just doesn't make any sense but yeah that is the central conflict is uh, this all comes from the fact that Robin Power's character is the daughter of Billy, who, if you remember Purple Rain, the song, he's the one who nods along in, a, a, in approval with his nice, his white sunglasses and his cap. Oh, okay. Um, 
He's he's the he's the previous owner of First Avenue. So Morris Day kind of only has the club because he's going out with Robin Power, and oh. so he's kind of like so that's how he has control. Um, but yeah, it's just about the control of like these seven clubs. It's just so weird Still. because just before just before Aura is killed, George Clinton signs his club over to Morris Day and the Time fully, um, which is it's kind of this weird betrayal from George Clinton towards Prince. Uh, within the film they're they're co-owning the club is that right only the glam slam yeah oh, okay yeah. morris morris day makes it clear he has controlling interest of every other club yeah apart from and the only reason he has controlling interest of first avenue is because of robin power and 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 you know she inherited it from billy basically but yeah i mean it's such a such an odd premise for a but film it's it's a club it's like it's not as if um you know the week has seven days like the year has uh, 365 days you you can you can prince is not going to um uh, uh play there every night of the week he's not he's not <laughs> going to um he's obviously not running the club into the ground and um there's no reason you you couldn't have um the time on saturday and the and and, and prince on sunday or what have you <laughs> it's it's just it's just <laughs> ridiculous like they could just be nice to each other uh, they could but uh, here's the weird thing as well you get the f the full song is in the film beginning to end like there's you get all five minutes and 23 seconds of this song hmm. um you know but you know let's let's talk about the song because you know I, I, th I think we could dwell a lot on the film because it's such an odd thing <laughs> but that whole it's just around the corner it's just around the block uh, this love that I've been waiting for, a, a love solid as a rock. Yes. You know, this is, that's the, some of this is kind of some of the poetry um, in very big inverted commas there um, that Aura kind of says throughout the film. I mean, I, I, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, when it gets to the bit where it's like, you know, a love that reaffirms that we are not alone, you know, there's some nice lyrics in this, this, you know, this song. It's, it's not like uh, terrible lyrically, but like you say, it is a little bit kind of like slow and kind of dirgy. And it doesn't strike you as kind of like a crowd pleaser, really. Yeah. You know, like this isn't this isn't a purple rain. It's also it's not uninteresting musically because it has like, um, you know, I lack the uh, 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 musicological vocabulary to uh, talk really eloquently about this. But it has um, it has like key changes. It goes from minor to major. Um, it has it has like it has moments where um, the the vocals i think are in a uh in a major key and um the uh instrumental is in a minor key for uh like a yeah, few bars yeah. that, and that's really yeah there's nice little yeah there's there's nice kind of contrast and the thing is as well where we have when you know prince has the kind of um when, when particularly when it gets to kind of like the middle eight when he's like no no man will be ruler therefore love must rule us all dishonesty anger fear and jealousy greed will fall and then he kind of goes really low for the love can save us all and you the kind of the backing vocals you know are, are really i mean the steels uh you know they're very talented and you know they they kind of really you know this is something that prince kind of uh, you know with the addition uh, with you know from the next album of like rosie Gaines, um, mm. you know he the idea of having a kind of like a powerful female vote like voice kind of from now on because you know the the steels i think have got at least two kind of very kind of powerful kind of like gospel voices in there yes uh, that kind of addition kind of really helps kind of with prince's sound you know for the next kind of few years at least 
um, and this is kind of sort of the origin of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and when we get to the kind of, I mean, I do like the kind of, because um, it it's still, even though it's a ballad, it, it kind of has a little bit of kind of like an early 90s R&B feel where Prince kind of gets to like the love, oh love. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all that, that kind of like, almost like a talky bit in the middle. He doesn't really kind of go into it, but I would have loved if he just kind of, if he'd kind of broke it down in like a 90s R&B style and just did like a, a kind of talking in the middle, um, you know, kind of, which he, he didn't do, unfortunately, but I would have just loved that if that was like kind of the middle eight of this song. It it also wouldn't have been surprising because that is, um, if you've listened to any of um, Ingrid Chavez's music, that is her whole deal. That's what she does. Yeah. It's the kind of like spoken word stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I think the kind of the, this idea of, you know, like um, uh, where he's, I mean, we get towards the end, we get the whole bit where, you know, Prince is like, we are not alone people. And then we get the kind of refrain of we are not alone. And then he's like, tell me you can see the light. And it's, we can, you know, you can see the light. Like that kind of, you know, if you just open your eyes, still would stand all time. Like the kind of little call and responses between him and the steels. Um, you know, that's something that we, we up until now, we haven't really heard that in a Prince song, you know, the kind of like having this kind of choir do the kind of response. Uh, mostly it used to be Prince and then more Prince's doing the response. Um, so, so it's nice to have some like different voices uh, kind of on, on the record. And there's a there's a little bit kind of like the, the hand clapping bit where Prince is, is like kind of like clapping, like after he's delivered a line and stuff. And, you know, so there's, there's some kind of interesting stuff here. But I, I think kind of you know about the, the kind of the whole you know um when prince kind of gets to the end and he's like uh, you know life was closing in i just knew i just knew i couldn't take it and that's when love opened its arms and if you don't go in child still would stand all time which i've got to hunt i've got to say the title of this i do not fully understand like what is standing all time what still would stand all time like he never is kind of very specific about what that is like what is standing all time um you know i guess maybe love or or maybe god i mean i'm i'm not sure but obviously it feels like there is a kind of a spiritual element isn't there too obviously he's talking about every member of the time (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is that's funny as well the fact that that this that the winning ballad has the word time in and obviously you know the rival group are called the time and it's uh, to me that feels like maybe like a little bit of a kind of prince in joke there yeah, but, maybe. You know. I mean, thematically, uh, it is well, um, well trodden cra- ground for Prince. He would, he would um, go to this well again and again. Um, like uh, the um, concept of love in heightened to to like a religious thing. Well, I mean, he does say, you know, uh, heaven on earth we will find is is you know one of the lines earlier in. So, you know, it's it's kind of ob- it's sort of obvious what he's talking about, but again. You know, just the fact that he never says what will stand all time. He just keeps saying still will stand all time. And it's worth saying as well that like that's kind of in his very low register. Like this is kind of some of yeah. the, the lowest that Prince has gone. And I think, again, that's kind of something nice. Um, and then, of course, you know, at the very end, we kind of get the everything dropping out and Prince saying, you better run to the light, leave your past behind. And then he just goes, all things will be fine. And I do kind of like love the vamping at the end <laughs> where he really stretches out kind of like in a Mariah Carey style, the still would, the final still would stand all time. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, bringing it back in a little bit just for the end, um, you know, and, and you know, not unlike Purple Rain, no fade out, a kind of kind of definite finish. Um, and, and in the film, you know, it finishes Prince comes off the stage 
and Morris Day walks up to him. Basically, everyone has abandoned Morris um, on this on this weird float that he's on. He's like on this float where it's got like the whole band kit for the for the time on, and everyone's just abandoned him. And then he shakes Prince's hand, and then as he walks away, we get New Power Generation Part Two, and you just have some very bad ADR where he goes, "I can't believe he won," and with a ballad, and that's and that's kind of like how the song ends in the film. It's, it's just such a see. I, I have to watch that movie. I didn't know it had the uh, Karate Kid ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, the, the funniest thing is, it's just like I, I don't know. I, I yeah, it does. It does feel a little bit like this kind of weird reconciliation that you know, for the entire film, they've been like smashing up instruments and throwing paint over stuff, and then it's like one song later, everything's forgiven. <laughs> I would have to say, for me personally. I can only go as high as a three out of five. You know, I like the addition of the steels and I do mm. love Prince's kind of lower register in this song. I particularly love that vamping on the final line. Uh, but it's just, it is a little bit kind of slow and boring. Like five minutes, 23. I, I don't think it really earns about two minutes of that. <laughs> I think I could have done with slightly less of a still withstand all time. Um, you know, and even in the context of the film, like the idea of Prince maybe thinking about killing himself while sitting on Graffiti Bridge. Like... I don't. I don't know. I feel. It, I. I would say this. It just. It feels like it's kind of almost too serious and too frivolous at the same time. You know, like it kills Aura off in such a frivolous, stupid way, and then you have this serious. You know, the kind of serious idea of the kid contemplating suicide during this ballad, and it, it's kind of a little bit too serious and and a bit kind of silly all at the same time. It's. It kind of really doesn't have a, a kind of consistent tone. Um, and, and, you know, the song itself does have one consistent thing, which is a very kind of slow plodding beat that doesn't really kind of ever pick up. And like you say, not really a, a crowd pleaser like Purple Rain was. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very, I might even call it, um, sedate song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely very low key. Um, not anything I would even expect to be playing at a club much less um you know winning the movie <laughs> um yeah if i if i would have to um uh score it uh like grade it on a curve um yeah it's a very uh it's very average in prince's catalog especially um so so i guess three out of five stars yeah that sounds right um it reminds me um very much thematically of the um song he wrote for uh Mardika, uh love thy will be done which um revisits uh the same theme uh yes yeah. is, is, is and I, very very similar to that song but so so much better that is yeah. one of my favorite trins, pr prince tracks yeah I'd, I'd say like this does kind of feel a little bit like a dry run for that because with that he kind of it's a bit more experimental Martika's voice is a little bit more interesting and you know so yeah it kind of, that that song kind of is a bit more of a, a kind of interesting version of this song but yeah i mean obviously i i couldn't find any covers anywhere <laughs> <laughs> i i you know prince basically performed this kind of like i think you know kind of the year after graffiti bridge came out and he performed it a little bit after he did you know he kind of converted to you know being a jehovah's witness and then pretty much he didn't perform it ever again so I think that kind of speaks volumes, you know. He put this as the climax of essentially Graffiti Bridge, and then by the time he got to 1992, he basically forgotten about this song, <laughs> uh, you know, and kind of cast it to one side. Um, so yeah, 
Um, I don't think there's anything more to say, so uh, let's go to plugs. I, I don't have a lot to plug. I'm not very active on the uh, social media these days. Um, my Instagram is at MVSGBG. Um, if anybody, anybody out there uses um, the uh, photography service, I am. Um, I am at Martin Sand on that service. Um, <laughs> you can you can follow me. You can interact with me. But I think I'm the only person there, so uh, <laughs> it might not be worth your time. That's it, I think. <laughs> And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure what, what you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks for being my guest here today, Martin. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. The new power generation have just taken control. Oh!